Hi, I'm Sam Simon, and I'm the grandpa, and I always think deep. Hi, I'm Emily Simon. I'm the granddaughter, and I'm always wondering, in every conversation we have, why does grandpa always think deep? Good morning, Emily. Good morning, Grandpa. Good to see you. You know, I was thinking that we maybe should have talked about Memorial Day, given that your dad's- Like, if Memorial Day already happened. No, it's coming up. Okay, good. You concerned me. Because honestly, New York doesn't really take off for federal holidays, so I was completely worried. I was like, I completely could have missed that and just genuinely had no idea. No, and I think you'll be here, and I think that'll be good for next one, because then maybe we can get it done in two weeks- We'll talk about Memorial Day then, maybe. It's a topic. But, you know, in some ways, that question melds with what's been on my mind. I hope it's something that's been on your mind. You know, we idealize certain people, we soldiers and people of, quote, honor. And we're in an era where it seems like everything we're doing and hearing from the government demeans various people. You know, in the public discourse, we'll see Memorial Day coming soon, and we'll see a lot about soldiers and honor and things to be thankful for. People, they do the wreaths at Arlington Cemetery. They talk about, you know, sacrifices. Things that are in the public discourse these days are so either explicit or hidden, demeaning, unhonoring, demonizing people. And I find it increasingly troubling a lot of it that I'm focusing on or triggering me at the moment is, you know, I forget which state it was even, a teacher has been suspended for airing in class a Disney movie where one of the comic characters was a gay minority figure. And the reason, you know, you can talk about education, but the truth of that, that demeans people. True who are like that and who are gay or who are minority because hidden behind that is that it's wrong to be gay. Oh, not hidden. It's pretty explicit, actually, that they're saying that. Well, you know, I, I don't think the people who do this acknowledge that. What do you mean? I think they're pretty explicit. I think that if you're doing that, what you're saying is that it's wrong. I don't think it's like a hidden subliminal message or anything. I think if you ask some of the people, they would say it's not wrong, it's wrong to teach it. Underneath it, it's wrong to that person, maybe, or I don't know, maybe you're right. I just thought we were long past the idea that being black, for example, or being poor is evil or wrong. You know, gay pride, gay itself seemed to have been long accepted in my view. I know that transgender is not accepted by many now, but... They're all part of the same pool at this moment in terms of how, how those who, for whatever their reasons, and I can surmise and many of them are based religiously and in other ways. And then in Florida, this idea that the surrogate term is woke. Ugh. That's just an umbrella term conservatives use for anything they don't like. It has no real meaning. It can mean whatever they want to mean. I, but I would argue that this is also demeaning. It is a substitute, you know, this is where woke goes to die. Well, it means where gay people go to die, where exactly. liberty, black people. So I don't know. I was also wondering whether 
not that it, whether it is, I'm not so concerned if it is and isn't on your campus, but whether there are people on the campus who are gay or trans or minority experience it or show a sort of injury from what's being said and done and feel a need to respond in any way or reassert their value and humanness. It's not happening among anybody I know. No one who I know is saying that because I'm not friends with people like that. No, I know you're not. Well, I feel like it doesn't happen to you personally. It's just like a thing that you see in the news that you get pissed about. Well, what I'm curious now whether the fact that it's in the news is impacting people in on the campus who are students and who are maybe or gay or trans or minority, whether they're feeling impacted by what's being said by the I feel like, I don't know, I haven't asked anybody about this specific question, so I feel like I'm not really qualified to speak on the matter. So you haven't seen, they're not like demonstrations or... There have not been any demonstrations to date, no, at the time of recording. There are no sit-ins or teach-ins. You know. Where would we sit? <laughs> well, what, what is there to sit in for? Where would we sit? We're not processing anything that our university did or that our state legislature did. Like, what well, we... you could also have teach-ins, so then it, yeah. Oh, we do have a club called the Lattice Project that does teach-ins on the various topics. I don't know if they've done one on LGBT-related topics, but they might. If they very well may have. Well, it's interesting to learn that you're not seeing it. I guess it's bothering me more than... Everyone's just focused on finals, man. We got finals to worry about. <laughs> well, we no should... one's reading the news. We're reading our textbooks. We can read the news after we take our finals. I have a question. Do they tear up pages of your textbooks so that you don't get to read certain things? Now? Not in Delaware, because Delaware is good like that. Oh, good. Yeah, I don't know. Also, none of our professors are like Warren Williams in the Dead Poet Society, so... No, our textbooks have not been torn up. I, I just find it so troubling because I don't hear that side of the discussion, at least as I see it, being talked about very broadly, even by those who are, or especially by those who are on the other side. Maybe it's just assumed the demeaning side of how does this impact people? How do people feel when they're told that who they are can't be talked about or is or um, well, pisses, I don't know, pisses people off, but other than that, like I said, we are all very busy with finals. Like, yeah, yeah. I had not heard about this incident until you told me. That's a recent incident, and I just, you know, I guess because Governor DeSantis is getting ready to announce for president his, all his stuff, uh, his fights with Disney and stuff. I think it's so funny they stick on Disney, like probably the most beloved evil corporation that there is. And he was like, yeah, I'm going to fight them. I was thinking, and this is you know a little bit off topic, but on topic. My first legal job was working, as you know, for Ralph Nader, and my project was to work with Ralph to stop all the giveaways to corporations that corporations were using their economic power to demand favors and discounts and tax breaks and the like. I'm sure Disney engaged in that kind of activity as well. So we opposed those saying that companies should pay what the same rates and pay what no one thought about back then is that the government could take away. Well, honestly, it was funny because when Ron DeSantis was like, I'm taking away Disney's like special tax exemption because they're being woke. I'm like, well, I think that 
Disney should have their special tax exemption taken away. Not necessarily for that reason, but I just think it should happen because it's wrong. But like, I that's what you can do to convince conservatives to treat corporations like not specially. Maybe it mean, works. But no. Nobody imagined in that day that authoritarian-style governments would use that leverage that brought them in, and once you get a company in and they build their buildings and they have their theme parks, they can't move easily. Now they have to toe the line on ideas and thinking. And there's... Well, yeah, that's actually scary. I mean, they weren't restricting anything that Disney could do. They are just taking away their exclusive economic zone, which I don't think they should have had in the first place. Well, and I think if you're going to change, you could do it the organized fashion and in some ways you know government I mean, no, no right yeah. thing wrong reason well it, now there's also a rule of law issue here once you've done something and people rely on it and you make a promise to them is whether you're personally doing it or the government you do a contract and you say, hold on hold up so are we going to treat corporations as people in this conversation me i don't treat them as persons but they're legal entities not yeah and they are given the authority and the right to contract. And huh. you enter a contract with an individual or an organization, you're bound by the terms. Yeah. I'm in favor of going backwards and revoking things that people have relied upon, I think we need to be forward-looking and not do that in the future. And I think we have a great lesson right now of why it's a bad idea for the corporation to do this. I don't think the government should have done it. I agree with that. We radically agree on that. What I'm getting at is if you get a scholarship, Emily, or somebody, and you get a scholarship and you rely on it, and you go to the college and you bought something with it and all these things, and you're living it, and all of a sudden a college changes its mind, it shouldn't be able to just change its mind and take it. No, once you've entered a contract, you can't just back out of it. You have to the contract. Well, that's sort of what I'm saying. They don't have to renew it. The city's done it. But it needs to be renegotiated in good faith. Is that what you're saying? Well, I'm not sure it has to be renegotiated, only if its terms have changed. I'm not trying to undo the past. I'm trying to make the lessons for the future. Okay. If Disney's agreement was time limited, then when it came up for renegotiation, you could renegotiate it. My understanding is it wasn't, so you live with it. But future activities will be different. Right. That is how contracts work. Yes, yes. Thank you, lawyer, grandpa. Unless somebody breaks one of the terms. People breaking the terms, in my opinion right now, are the government. They're trying to renege on what they did, but for evil purposes. Yeah. I know it's so easy to go here. But when I hear DeSantis say, Florida is where woke goes to die, is another man who said, Germany is where Jews go to die. I think that's a bit dramatic. I think he just means it's where I don't have to encounter any ideas that I don't like. I don't have to interact with people that I don't like. And you see, actually, I think on both sides of the political aisle, you see the unwillingness to engage with people who have ideas or do things I don't like. But you know something, Emily? Yeah. He's not, no, actually don't know. He's not personally saying that. He's saying the state doesn't like them. The government decides what kind of people they can like or not. Yeah, that's He's bad. acting not by him for himself. He's acting for his National Guard, for the budgets, for the issuing of driver's license, birth certificate, whatever. The government does those things. And yeah. they don't like certain people. They're not allowed to learn certain things. They're not allowed to be mentioned in courses. 
They're not allowed to use certain bathrooms. They impact real people. Absolutely. And they create an environment where others think it's okay to demean those people because they're not. The government is doing it. It's okay. And I'm never going to get in no. trouble for or face any kind of repercussions for my actions. And I think, what does freedom mean? And freedom would be that you are have the ability to live your life in a community that, among other things, honors your beingness. And I totally that, agree. Well, you know, I don't think we hear that much anymore right now. We have a... Actually, I'm not sure. He said it in the community that honors, not just, it demands honor. Saying, I am worthy of honor no matter what I do. I am worthy of honor. As a young man. I don't know if I'm just As a human being. I well, not worthy of honor. Well, let's talk about honor then. Every human life is sacred, right? Yeah. That's honor. End of my argument. That was good. You won. <laughs> but there's even levels of it. So there's the most basic one that like honors human presumably existing, but then there's like more layers that you can add on to it. And so I agree. The basic one has to be there, but then you can add more if people do good things. But now, honor, I'm not talking about giving awards, and, and maybe I should use a different term, that the sacred nature of every human life means everybody in that regard is equal. We're all yeah. unique, and we're entitled to live safely and... I agree. I completely agree. And what we have is, and it's always been there, for example, slavery. We did not treat black people as sacred human beings. They were property. Yeah. And so the arguments now that we can... There are textbooks that being taken out because they mentioned slavery, where you can't teach slavery anymore, or the idea that we're not responsible. So that's an interesting point of view. I think maybe even said on this podcast before, but I'll say it again. I had the experience of being with, uh, he was your rabbi, I think he was a Abbot Mitzvah, Rabbi Berkowitz, who was a survivor. He was an Abbot Mitzvah, yes. And he was a survivor of the Holocaust. I went back with him to Germany, he spoke to high school kids. And he would say, it's not your fault. What happened in Germany is not your fault. Maybe it's the fault of those who did it. Yeah. Yet Germany, the country, owns the responsibility for that having happened in its history and in its name. And they continue to have major programs of addressing it, remembering it, and even making reparations over time. We in this country, as a country had slaves. And we are saying, well, we can't teach about it because it wasn't our fault. It is correct. The people in school, it wasn't your fault. The country you live in, it was their fault. And you're there. And then collectively bear responsibility for the actions of the country in the past. Well, and the country itself does. So if you live and enjoy the fruits of the country, just as the German kids do, they pay taxes and some of their taxes are going to compensate for what generations in their country did before them. That is appropriate, in my view. There has to be collective responsibility over generations for the nature of the place in which, in the country, and the entity in which we live. There has to be accountability. Or you can do whatever you want to anytime, and it doesn't matter. And that is very... Well, that seems to be an active debate in this country. I know, and that sucks, because people suck. <laughs> Well, I, I think it's part and parcel. I guess I, I hear subtones of that 
point of view in this, well, just think about it. And it goes to taking books out of libraries because of content, you know, books on slavery or discrimination. I think that's so funny because I feel like kids barely even read books anymore. Now the grown-ups are fitting over the books that they just don't even want to read. You're getting a little too lackadaisical for me, Emily. What are, what, how, do how, do, how do you learn? You don't read kids aren't learning, they're stupid. <laughs> what? Yeah, they're not reading books. They just spend time on their iPads all day. What? Maybe they're reading on Kindle. Who knows? <laughs> anyway, I just think it's funny. Go on. <laughs> I wanted to. I wanted to frame it. Frame the, what, what's happening before we plunge into the discussion. All right, let's go. Well, I think we're here. I think we are discussing this. But you were saying. Well, no, I just think taking books out of libraries because. I, oh, I agree. It's terrible. Yes. Well, and it's not of the libraries, it's out of schools, and you can't... Well, the library's in the schools, yes. Well, even in textbooks, you can't have textbooks, or you can't have videos that show things about what happened because, quote, you weren't responsible for. How do you make sure you make the same mistake twice? You don't, you don't make the same mistake twice. Well, no, you do. You repeat the mistake because you don't know about the first time. The only way you learn from mistakes is if you know they were there and they were mistakes. But you hide it, so we can do it again, Right. Yeah, pretty much. Grandpa's agitated here. You seem too focused. I mean, yeah, I know. <laughs> You're just telling me things I already know. <laughs> okay. <laughs> what don't you know, Emily? I don't know. Keep talking and we'll find out if you say a thing I don't know. <laughs> now I'm going to throw this back to you. This is a good podcast. When are your finals? My lower finals on Tuesday. On what topic? Hebrew. I can't help on that. I was going to say. So you take conversational Hebrew? or Yeah, conversational. Oh, good. Yeah, one time, you know, there were people going to go to Israel to escape the tyranny of the United States, but that doesn't seem like it's going to be a good place to go. Oh, my God. Next topic. <laughs> Next time. <laughs> All right. Let's wrap it up for now, and maybe Grandpa will feel better next in two weeks. But it'll be your turn to pick the topic. Next week. All right. And we'll see my, where my brain is in two okay. weeks. All right. And we'll see you all in two weeks. Yes. We'll have you live. Maybe we'll have a guest. Who knows? All right. Maybe a listener can send us in a, a request for a guest. We'll see y'all in two weeks. Okay. Thanks for listening. All righty.